fake American movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wife with Derek type shit. Yeah. Hi everybody, and welcome back to Zillennial Ken, and welcome back to the to the the mall. This is yeah. I don't know if there was a name to the mall. Um, there is, and I, you know what, I'm not gonna look it up. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not looking it up. Uh, but yeah, there is uh probably a name for the mall in this movie. Uh-huh. And um, my name is Adam, and I'm going out of order. Uh, and I lied, I because it's right in front of me, so I might as well say it. It's called the West Orange Pavilion Mall. Oh, okay. Which is such a mall name. Uh, West Orange Pavilion. Um, so, I mean, and what is more zillennial, really, than a mall? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. I would say this movie is full of it, uh, full of zillennial tropes, and the tropes being malls, women fighting, uh, fat jokes. Parkour and BMX. Uh, segways. Robbers. Yeah, robbers. Yeah, uh, Rainforest Cafe. Okay, I, I was going to save that till the end, but it is, like, so funny. I thought of you immediately when, because um, I, I, I completely forgot that, like, most of the climax of this movie takes place in a Rainforest Cafe. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's, uh, that was a choice. Although, I guess it yeah. fits. Um, it, it is creepy. It, I will say, um, it does fit the idea that rainforest cafes are secretly terrifying because this movie yeah. does make it seem intimidating. <laughs> um, so I'm glad someone nailed the vibe of that, you know, the true terror of what it's like to be in yeah. one of those uh, places. Now they didn't show, uh, they didn't show the animatronic tree face, which I think is like the main scary part about rainforest cafe. I think the scary part is like the sound effects. I just don't like the way it like sounds in there. You don't like, like the thunderstorm. No, I don't like like the idea that I could be eating chicken tenders and a monkey could jump on my shoulder. Like I don't want True. like you know what I mean? Like I don't want to hear like when I'm like dipping like fries and ketchup, like I don't want to hear a monkey go Wah! like in my like out of the corner. Like I don't want to hear that, you know? Yeah. Like I want to eat in peace. Like I can I can admire the the visuals, but I can't I can't do anything else. You know, it's a, it's a no-go. Um yeah. Also, like, the fact that their food is, like, the worst food I've ever eaten in my life. I, I think I've only had it, like, once as an adult, but... Like, literally, yeah. like, the safest thing to get at any restaurant is, like, chicken tenders and fries, mm-hmm. and, like, you, like it's not even good at Rainforest Cafe. Oh, I, I bet. I, um, I, I don't even remember what I got last time I went. Like, I, I went, um, when I worked with the kids, I went on a field trip with them. For the Rainforest Cafe, and I honestly, it was whatever they comped. I, it, it might have been a burger. I thought it was like fine, like it was digestible. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest compliment I could give it. Um, otherwise, my only other memories of Rainforest Cafe are like when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Which I guess in most parts of the world, Rainforest Cafes are like mall things. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, as a Floridian, I associate it with like Disney. Like, I, if you want to go yeah. to Rainforest Cafe, you have to go to Disney. Uh, because the two yeah. nearby are either at Disney Springs, and if I'm not mistaken, there's what one in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it's weird. There's one like at the front of Animal Kingdom, like you can enter it through the park. 
Yeah, I. It's weird. Um, it's it's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one is Disney Springs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the last one I went to was at Disney Springs. I don't think I've ever been to the Animal Kingdom one, unless like I did as a kid and I don't remember it. But I don't think I've ever mm. been to that one. Because, like, why would I? Like, <laughs> why would I do that? Um, it's very weird because, um, like, I... It's very weird that it's still an Animal Kingdom. And I'm assuming it's because of, like, a contract type thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. there's, like, very good food in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I would say some of the best in, like, all of Disney. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think, honestly, like, the Rainforest Cafe there, like, mainly gets business from, like, families who are on vacation that are, like, there's no good food in theme parks. There's only hot dogs and popcorn. Mm-hmm. When, like, literally Animal Kingdom is probably, like, the healthiest I'll eat on a vacation because I get, like, rice bowls from Pandora World of Avatar. <laughs> like, I still haven't been. I need to do that. Um. um yeah, I know. Especially if you're way of water, I have no excuse. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah, dude, I want to fucking like Shamu show, but like with that, 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 like that space. The Royal Pyacon. Yeah, mm. yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Of course, we had to fit in Rainforest Cafe and uh, theme park talk at the top of this episode. Yeah. Um, I knew it was gonna happen. I mean, so I, know, I, I part of it. <laughs> um, but. But no, I to to our, my original point though, I think this movie is fitting in many ways, but for I'd say the two biggest reasons are a how like big like malls were to our culture in the two thousands mm-hmm. and how they are seemingly now like this kind of they're not like dead but like malls are like a concept dead. they're pretty dead I mean like there's mall I mean yeah. This is probably just the Florida talking. Like malls near me are still like thriving, but that's because it's like tourist central. You know what I mean? Like yeah, true. in other parts of the world, I'm sure like malls are not doing great. Um, but it's in very me, interesting it... because. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to talk about dying malls. Well, um, the only other thing I was going to bring up was uh, B, and I'd say even more importantly, is just how big like kevin james was in the 2000s like Mm -hmm. he was like Mm -hmm. he was the funny man i would say as far as like i don't know when you like because like the shtick of like overweight white guy is like Mm -hmm. as eternal as like apple pie you know what i mean like it's like a, a like the concept of that is like as american as you can get right Mm -hmm. and i think arguably the guy in the 2000s that embodied that um other than like an animation form with peter griffin (laughs) i would say Mm -hmm. irl was kevin james and he owned that he knew that uh you know you know he 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 made his entire career off of that so this movie feels like almost like i don't know like it's all about that it it takes that concept and is like let's make die hard but with that guy (laughs) in a mall um so yeah this movie is like super millennial it's not like like i lost count of like how many like tropes and like stuff i like kept track of but it's like this is extremely millennial 
it's weird about like dying malls because I feel like my mall like died and then like came back to life as something else. Mm-hmm. Um, like the main like tentpole stores like were closed, like Sears, JCPenney, like all that. I think we only have like Macy's now and. I don't even know what the other, like, main store is. Um, just, like, a bunch of the stores that you think of when you think of a mall closed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we had the most, like, random, like, off-brand stores. Right. Like, stores that are, like, like, New York fashions. Like, girl fashions. Like, you know what I mean? And they just sell, mm-hmm. like, the most random shit. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden we started getting, like, pretty recently, like, different chains that, like, I've, I didn't even imagine would come to, like, like, local, I don't know, like, we got, like, a box lunch store, which is really weird, we got Mm -hmm. a, um, Newberry Comics, like, we got a bunch of, like, really random, like, chains, Right. and I'm like, that's very weird. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like malls are so weird and working in like, I work in like a specialty retail store, um, Mm. and people all the time are like, oh, I usually just like order everything online. We're like, yeah, like, but like, I feel like people have swung back around to like, they need like specialized stores for things. Like, I think like, especially after like COVID, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, department stores, like, died. Mm -hmm. And now we're back around to, like, specialized stores and boutiques. Like, very specific. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, which is, like, cool. I think that's, like, nice. Definitely. Um, And I think, um, I mean, yeah, going off that point, like, with, like, like, it's the, exactly the thing where you think, like, the thing these stores that you think about when you think of malls and they close and you get like a box lunch. Mm-hmm. Like I know in my mall or like my, the not that I really go to the mall, but like if I go to a mall, the mm-hmm. one that I go to, they closed GameStop and then box lunch, like replaced that. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. The GameStop yeah. like, had to close. But I think this was before the GameStop uh, stock thing happened. Um, so this was like late 2019, like right before the pandemic. And then, mm-hmm. no, this was 2018, actually, now that I'm remembering it. Because I remember the first time I went to Boxed Lunch was right when they opened. And I remember thinking, I mean, like, I have nothing against Boxed Lunch. I think they're, like, they have some cool stuff in there. I've never, like, personally bought anything. But I do, like, go in there and look every time I go to the mall. Yeah. Because there's some, like, cool I shit. I Boxed Lunch. Yeah, every time I, like, walk past it, like, it's one of those stores that you can't help but going into. Because it's, like, yeah. it's, it just looks cool. Um, Here's a little probably hack. Will for everybody if you're a Disney adult Mm -hmm. I have a hack for you go into box lunch um and look on the clearance section or look on their website at the clearance section um buy their Disney pins extremely cheap and those are tradable in the parks oh Hey, so even if you don't like the pins that are on clearance, you can trade them in the parks. Huh. Um, that's uh, Victoria. Are you listening? We gotta, we gotta go. (laughs) We gotta go to box lunch. Um, I, (laughs) um, 
Yeah, no, that's a good tip. Um, yeah, yeah, I uh, I'll, I'll go back to Box Lunch one day. I um, because I, I liked my experience there a few times I've been there. Yeah. Um, you know who needed a Box Lunch because his blood sugar was too low. Yeah, uh, yeah, none, none other than uh, Paul uh, Paulathan uh, uh, Blart. I was gonna <laughs> try to come up with the middle name of him. Uh, yeah. Paul James Blart. Uh, he, okay. So this movie, I mean, you talk about it being like a staple in your household. I, mm-hmm. this movie was like very momentarily a staple. I wouldn't say like it continued to be one in my household, mm-hmm. but like I would say as far as like 2009 goes, like definitely. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I remember seeing this in theaters. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we went like the first Saturday that it came out and we went to like the matinee of it. Like this is such a matinee movie. Like it's so like you see it like at like noon on a, a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, if you want to see it in theaters, this is also a red box movie, but, uh, but if you yeah. did see it in theaters, you saw it with your mom or dad or both and mm-hmm. it was just super rowdy and it was super packed. And you saw it early, yeah. like in the middle of the afternoon or in the morning, and you would go get lunch after. That's the type of movie this this is, and that's exactly what I did. I remember yeah. seeing this movie at like 11 a.m., leaving and going to Miller's Ale House. That's what this movie is. Okay. <laughs> like... <laughs> I wrote in my notes, "What if they hung out at Miller's Ale House in this movie?" And my uh-huh. letterbox review, I just updated it, and I said, why'd this movie make me crave chili so badly? Dude, yeah, there's something about, um, like, when he when he goes to the mall to, like, or to the, uh, wherever they go out to, like, hang. Um, and he's having, like, yeah. that eating contest. I, like, I, like I, what did I watch? I think I watched it, yeah, yesterday. I, uh, I was craving bar food so bad after this movie. Um, or just, not even bar food, but just, like, that vibe. That you're talking about like Ale House, Chili's, Applebee's, like that kind of like yeah. that vibe. Oh my god! Um, in fact, I haven't had back before. <laughs> me either, and I like Applebee's for what it is. It's pretty nice. Um, in the context of like what it is, like it's it's not yeah. like actually great, but it, you know. Uh, but uh, in fact, I, this movie cra- yeah. made me crave nachos, and I got nachos before I I uh, saw Little Mermaid tonight. I had to go. Nice. Stop by and get some uh, get some nachos. Um, Where'd you get? But uh, uh, well, for any Orlando listeners, because I know there's so many of you, um, uh, there's a little joint in Winter Park called uh, El Potro, and we go there anytime we're craving any kind of uh, Mexican cuisine, and it, uh, as always, was mm. super yummy. And um, I, I didn't want to like load up on nachos too much, so I just got like beef and queso. But oh my god, they they throw down, wow. you know. They don't they know what the fuck they're doing over there. Uh, so yeah. yeah, shout out to El Potro, my uh, my hometown uh, Mexican restaurant, always super yummy. I was about to be like, I haven't had nachos in so long, but then I realized that I had nachos last week at the Minions Cafe in Universal Studios Hollywood, and I get nachos every time I go there, and they're actually very good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that goes to your point that, like, people think theme park food is bad, but it's just, like, 
They're probably yeah. just ordering the wrong shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll fully take responsibility, like, that when I went to Disney and I had a bad experience with food, I shouldn't have ordered what I ordered. Mm. Um, but, like, because I know there is good theme park food. Um, but, yeah, no, this movie is, like, this movie made me want to, like, I don't know. First of all, I wanted to go to a bar after this movie or, like, to an Applebee's. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to have, like an all-American, like, meal, like a cheeseburger, or, like, some wings, mozzarella or, like, sticks. mozzarella sticks for real, like, just some bullshit yeah. like that, you know? Um, no, listen, <laughs> an appetizer sampler. Dude, that's, okay, but that's why I go to Chili's. I get the, uh, what's it, what's it called, the, uh, triple dipper? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll eat the triple dipper for dinner. I'll get crispers, big mouth bites, and uh whatever third thing i'm feeling like it some days you know it it switches up it's not the same every time but i always get the crispers and i always get the big mouth bites and that's the beauty of it baby because it's like the third thing that's a free option you know but you always have your core too i wish their egg rolls were better i would always get their egg rolls but they're never that good i'm always disappointed i like the southwest egg rolls right yeah i just don't like it like it's not like yeah I don't know. Last time like, I, I liked... went to Chili's. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, last time I went to Chili's, Sean and I, I don't remember what movie we saw. I feel like it was like Thor Love and Thunder or something. But we ate popcorn during the movie. And there's a Chili's right next to our AMC. Mm-hmm. So um, so we watched, like, long story short, we watched this YouTube channel. Um, I think it's delish. But it's like... Uh, um the host of like the mini series on the like youtube channel she'll she'll, like go to like random chain restaurants and eat everything on the menu like she'll like taste test everything so we watched like the chilies one the night before and we were like okay we're gonna get chilies so we planned on going to chilies but we still ate popcorn during the movie salty popcorn and then we go to chilies and we get queso with the tortilla chips and then like a whole like meal yeah, they threw down with their their salt they really salt i have chips. never been more dehydrated in my entire life and we haven't had chili since and like i want to go back but i yeah it's pretty yeah. good yeah i i like chilies i uh i'm a fan um this really is a chili's ass movie um <laughs> yeah. paul Blair would throw down in chilies um yeah so can i uh before i move on like just going into this movie you said you thought you saw the second movie but then it turns out upon review that you have not seen the second movie i don't think i have if i have i probably saw it like once but like we discussed like it's crazy that it came out six years after like literally i was fully like like okay 2009 the first one came Mm -hmm. out when i was in middle school yeah. Second one came out when I graduated college, or when I graduated high school. Sorry, not college. Um, yeah. yeah. No, this movie. Yeah, it's like weird in the sense that like, I mean, the six year delay is like weird in general, but like especially when you put it in the context of this movie made or this movie cost twenty six million to make, right? Box yeah. office wise, it made a hundred and eighty three million dollars. Yeah. Like, dude, that's fucking insane for a happy Madison production. <laughs> the mm. fact that they did not like fast track a sequel for like tw- summer 2010 
is like i mean okay he was doing grown-ups so like but 2011 like come on like like put him in like get him out there no i do have a theory that he just got like so busy playing off the like paul blart shtick instead of actually doing paul blart because like i said he followed up with grown-ups but then after grown-ups i don't know if you remember this but he did zookeeper mm-hmm um, which again, another Happy Madison movie, another one where he's like, kind, I mean, he plays the zookeeper, which I'm not saying is like identical to a like mall security guard, but it's like in the same like realm, I feel like, yeah, like the same kind of vibe. And then after that, he did Grown Ups 2, like immediately. So, like, I can I see the trajectory here, like, where he just did all these similar performances, and then he finally was like, you know what, I must go back to uh, to Blart. And, um, (laughs) uh, but I was gonna, I bring it up because I've seen the first 10 minutes of Paul Blart too. And, uh, cause I remember me and my friend, I think this was, yeah, I, yeah, I was still in high school. I think it was like my senior year when it came out or, um, it was okay. I'm thinking it's April, 2015. So I was a junior back then. Um, yeah, I was like about to graduate high school. Right. I was a junior it was like at the end of my junior year and i uh i so i remember me and my friend we were like super stoned and we were like we should like watch paul blart too and we made it maybe 10 minutes into the movie i think 15 Mm -hmm. like whenever it gets into like the meat of the story we were like we can't do this um but i i bring this up because like the first 10 minutes of paul blart 2 are like the most unhinged thing I've ever seen in a studio comedy. So um, basically it begins with like, so this one ends with like him getting with the girl that he's crushing mm-hmm. on, right? The second, and, they, and it shows in the uh, like credits that they get married at the mall, yeah. which is like, whatever. I, <laughs> um, But so yeah, this one begins with their divorce. And <laughs> Or the second one. I feel one like begins. I've seen the beginning of this. It's insane. So it begins. He's like depressed because uh, they he's divorced from who he thought was the love of his life, and then it yeah. immediately cuts to him being like, "Well, I guess things can't get any worse than this." And then his mom gets fucking hit by a truck and <laughs> dies, and they oh show it God. like she's like. She's like going to get the mail and a truck just like hits her. And then he's like so depressed. And then um what's her name? Uh his daughter. Rainy um, Rodriguez. Yeah, Rainy Rodriguez. <laughs> um, uh she's uh <laughs> see, we're just too chronically online. We can't even say uh the woman's name without yeah. laughing. Um yeah. but uh she is like getting into college and has to like leave him and it's just like the most depressing start to a fucking paul blart movie like Mm -hmm. it's like relentlessly depressing and i remember like laughing so hard at the beginning that i had to like turn it off because me and my friend were like (laughs) like we're like this is like way too much for us right now like we cannot comprehend what we just saw um yeah, it's uh, I I never finished the second one. I know it has something to do with he goes to a mall cop convention in Vegas, yeah. which is like, I mean, first of all, a mall cop convention is like, what? Like, what are you talking about? A mall cop convention? And yeah. <laughs> secondly, like, are I've there heard... really that many of them? Like, 
I feel like there isn't even security at my mall, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I there is a mine, and I only know that because they're fucking annoying, and they like they want to be Paul Blart so bad because they like mm. they like tail you in the parking lot, and I'm like, dude, fuck off, like let's relax. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I know the second one also is basically just like an ad for like whatever. Uh, the hotel is that he saves because uh, I know the CEO mm-hmm. of the hotel or like the casino like cameos in the movie um, but I've never like fully seen it so I can't uh, I can't fully speak to it but I just wanted to bring up the fact that canonically as a Paul Blart too, Paul Blart's mom is dead and he is divorced so to see him in this movie when to get the girl is like depressing in hindsight mm-hmm. Knowing that just six years later they end in divorce. Yeah. And I I do not understand why <laughs> the creative decision. Um, was made. because Jayma Maze was no longer relevant. <laughs> I mean, is that really like I don't think Ra- what's her name? Rainy Rodriguez? Like I don't think she was ever like you know, I don't think relevancy is is associate like with Paul Blart too. Like I don't think that fucking matters with Paul Blart too. Mm. Like, I don't think you have to be, uh... Although, isn't she the lady from Glee? Listen. Yes. And Glee premiered the same year as Paul Blart Mall Cop. She is so not relevant that it is literally listed in the career section on her Wikipedia page that she participated in the Ice Bucket Challenge. What do you have against this lady? (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know like I just I look at her and I, I think of Glee like when I, I don't know I mean yeah same because she's like the lady and like she's the she's the main lady um I don't know I I'm looking at her filmography right now yeah she was in all the like the epic movies and stuff like that and uh yeah. I would love to the... know where she is and what she's doing I mean, apparently she was just in the Disenchanted movie and uh, Bill and Ted Three, so she's she's you know she's in stuff here and there, uh, which like good for her. I I don't really have anything uh, again. I don't really know much about her, um, but mm. um, I will say I I I do long after seeing so many so much woke shit. This is a joke. Uh, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Uh, it's just so much woke shit. It's good to just see a proper mind-numbing movie where the love interest and the main character have absolutely zero chemistry. Nothing in common. There is nothing to their relationship other than just he finds her kind of hot. Mm-hmm. And she works at the same place that he does. And that's it. There's like literally nothing else to this movie. And that entire like, but the whole movie like like leans on it because because of course it does. It's a 2009 comedy, yeah. So so of course it's like the crux of the movie, and it's actually comical how like little of a character she is in this movie. Like she has no defining characteristics. There's, no, she looks confused to be in every scene. Yeah, like everything like, that she. I could not tell you one thing about her. Where does she even work again? Oh, like wigs? Is that what she does? She she like sells wigs? Is that yeah, it? like wigs and hair extensions? 
Right. Um, stupid. I. So, <laughs> I mean, so yeah. this movie. You said earlier to me that this movie defies ratings. Do you stand by that? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, uh, like, there's there's no way to yeah. say if it's good or bad or anything. It's also, like, horrendous. Like, um, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not good. Like, there was no reason for them to include that random green card plot line. Like, that his wife was an undocumented immigrant that married him for a green card and then, like, left him. Um, yeah. That was, like, one of the first things given about his backstory. <laughs> and it was, like, Rainy Rodriguez being like, yeah, like, my mom was, like, an illegal immigrant, and uh, you married her and she abandoned us, but, like, I, I, you got me out of it, like... <laughs> 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 like, That's a great rounding reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, no, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I didn't really, <laughs> I mean, I didn't really clock that as much as you did, but it's only because I didn't really, like, try to give this movie the full, uh, any benefit of the doubt or, yeah, any, any form of, like, critical thought. But, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, it is, like, completely silly and, like, stupid and out of place and all that stuff um i think it's just like i'm just so numb because of this podcast to like the content that we consume that like when i see Mm -hmm. stupid shit like that i'm just like yeah (laughs) that sounds right i'm like yeah 2009 that checks out (laughs) Um, yeah like were you a uh like a sorry Mm -hmm. no go ahead were you like a king of queens household Oh yeah, dude, a hundred percent. That dude. That's why we were here opening weekend when I saw this movie because mm-hmm. because um I I genuinely and I'm not kidding when I say this, I think in syndication, and of course out of order, I have seen every episode of King of Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'll say this too. It's a pretty funny show. It holds up. And there are numerous episodes that I've considered to be classic television. I think King of Queens is a genuinely very good show. It's it's very funny. The cast has good chemistry with each other. There are times where it has like an interesting kind of visual style and it actually like tries to do unique stuff with its comedy. And it's one of the better 2000 sitcoms. I, I said it. I'm sorry. I, I got to be that guy. I got to speak the truth. And you know what? Kevin James, fucking great in that show. Great comedic television sitcom performance just great shit i like that show a lot i claim it (laughs) it's good it's a good show i was just wondering because i feel like that's the reason why this was like a staple in my house right so your parents and like your family they like they like aunt queens and yeah okay Yeah. yeah Yeah, it, yeah, King Queens is good. I, I like King Queens a lot. Uh, and I, I mean, yeah, that's definitely why this movie, I, I think, not only did well, but was like... Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't really remember a movie before this that Kevin James was, like, the lead of. Other than um, yeah. Larry and uh, Chuck and Larry, is that what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah. Sure that he was coping with like, that. Cover that for like Pride Month. 
<laughs> I don't remember it. I saw it once when I was a kid, so I don't know. Um, I remember it being kind of... It's like one of those weird movies that tries to have its cake and eat it too. Like, it's a movie entirely made of gay jokes, but it's also, like, trying to be, like, pro-gay marriage, which is, like... Mm-hmm. You know, if not for nothing, kind of impressive for, like, what, 2007 or whenever it came out? Um, yeah. But I'm sure there's also, like, a ton of egregious shit in that movie that we're not remembering. Uh, so who knows? Uh, but, yeah, I'd be down. I, I, I kind of forgot about that movie until I just mentioned it. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, I mean, this undeniably, like, I don't know when King of Queens ended. Like, I think I want to say it's probably a year before this happened, right? Or, like, around that time frame. And this really, like, kick-started his, like, theatrical career, I feel like. Yeah. Where, and I also feel like he's very synonymous with this movie. Like, I kind of think this is the role he'll be, like, (laughs) remembered for. It came back as a meme, Right, of course, yeah. Like, in a very, like, B-movie-esque way. Yeah. Like, very, um... Not even people, like, ironically saying that it's, like, a masterpiece, but, like, people just being, like... Like, all those, like, weird-ass posters where they, like, flip the title into something it's not. Yeah, and they, like, mix around the letters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my favorite is the, the Paul, uh, Paul Blart, uh, Corn Cob. And it's just him as a corn, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard to this day, but it, it, it's really funny. I, I highly recommend anyone Googling that and looking at the picture <laughs> because you don't think you're ready for how funny it is to see Kevin's, uh, I was going to say Kevin Smith, Kevin James's face on a corn on the oh, cob. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Smith on a fucking, uh, I forgot what these things yeah. are called. He drives on, but, uh, like, well. uh, Segway, yeah. Um, so, I mean, other than just, like, bar food and, like, mall culture, another thing that is, like, super zillennial is, like, friend or, like, new employee or, like, associate of, like, the main guy is mm-hmm. secretly the villain. And that's revealed at, like, the halfway point. I, I like, yeah. I wanted to turn it off when he like reveals himself and the big reveals that he takes off his jacket and he has a tattoo and he yeah. was like and he's like and here's the crazy thing i'm their leader and i was like dude <laughs> shut the fuck up i'm like i can't i can't handle this right now <laughs> um, also like i forgot that this was like a christmas movie and like all of the like robbers are named different like reindeer names i feel like that's extremely zillennial like i can't even like describe why but i mean they're talking like, like deck the halls like they did that and yeah so like yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. That is, like, very zillennial. Yeah. Like, either, like, the reindeer names or, uh, <laughs> like, the elves or, like, yeah, I, I got you. Um, I, yeah, this movie is, like, it's almost, like, post-Christmas or, like, pre-Christmas. Like, it, it really does nail the, like... Well, it's Black Friday. Right, exactly. I was gonna say, like, the shopping culture of the holidays. Not so much the holiday itself, but, like, mm-hmm. the capitalism of it all, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, 
it it just really nails that vibe of like uh, I don't know like there's just something like so like do you ever think about the I mean I know that's like the point of this podcast but like imagine like you had to like preserve like a time capsule for future generations and you had to like define the 2000s Mm-hmm. for like generations and it has nothing to do with the quality of the movie just like movies you think would like explain what the fuck was going on with america mm-hmm. and i think i'd put this movie in that like time capsule I'm like if you want to like understand the general consensus of like what comedy was to people in 2009 you'd watch this because like this is like the most appeasing studio comedy like just like completely like brain dead cinema not even like in a like bad way just in a like people don't want to think when they go to a movie they just want to laugh at simple shit like him running into a door or like this appeals to all generations (laughs) all classes all like like just across the board this like scratches the itch of what people want to see like i i do remember like Like, it's not what they want to see it's just what they need to see and i do remember when i saw it like as a kid i mean obviously i I thought it was like really funny when i was a kid because i you know of course i did right but Mm. i remember my mom was like really into it because i remember her like at the bar scene where he, like, drinks a margarita and gets, like, completely crunk, like, just off of that, which I think is, like, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, I remember, yeah. like, she laughed so fucking hard in the theater at that. And, yeah. you know, not to call my mom a normie, but, like, you know, I mean, I think she's a good, like, anytime I, like, want to know, like, what the general consensus of a movie will be, I'll show it to her. And she yeah. has, she's usually a pretty good indicator of what people will think. And, uh, she was like fucking eating this up like i remember when yeah. we saw this in the theater and we definitely like bought it on dvd it's a movie that i have seen multiple times um but it's also like one of those movies that even aside from the comedy like the little like fake plot they give this movie is like it's just enough to like entice an audience you know what i mean yeah like it's just enough to like keep them like kind of invested so like the suburban like housewife could be like oh my god is he gonna get away is he gonna like is he gonna stop (laughs) like oh no they got his daughter like you know it's just enough and it's also like propaganda to to an extent it's it's just so like it's so american and dated and but that's also what makes it perfect for this podcast. So you can't even complain too much. Yeah. My first note is, uh, does ACAB include Paul Blart? And by the end of the movie, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, his, like, fucking final form of this movie is just a cop uniform. Yeah. Which... I mean, like, I do... Like, I, I yeah. respect that, like, he turns down, like you know yeah it's so stupid he, he turns like, down uh, being a cop at the end he's like what does he say he's like oh he's like thanks but no thanks i'm gonna stick to doing what i do yeah. best 
guarding the people of the like West Orange Pavilion Mall. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, that's literally like you've never indicated that you want to stay here. Like, like the entire first hour of this movie is spent like telling you that he's worked really hard for this and he just can't nail the final test. And also, I don't yeah. understand why he can't do the final test because it's like if he's so like in control of his blood sugar and he has like all these snacks packed yeah. why can he not do it right before he has to do an obstacle course there's also like I mean like yeah we're gonna be like reading too much into Paul Blart Mall Cop sorry if it's like super loud I'm like my desk chair is like the squeakiest thing ever um, you know like when you work a job like mm-hmm. if you have like disabilities or something like they can't like I mean like I guess I don't know like because like if people go into the military and they have certain like um like illnesses or like disabilities or something like I know that like they don't let them in or something like I don't know I don't know about that but like I know that you could be like exempt from drafts and stuff I don't know but like (laughs) yeah I just think that if you have like a health issue like a job would most likely legally have to be accommodating you know <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. think i don't know yeah. no i yeah no i definitely agree with that i think and i i mean and i i just find it funny that like and how far this movie goes with it too like because i mean okay how do you how do i even break it down like okay so like the idea okay so, like, their idea, the criminal's idea of this movie is to, like, mm-hmm. what? So, they get all the, like, is this even real? Like, what they're trying to do? They're, like, getting all the, like, uh, debit? Uh, no, okay. Actually, no, like I don't know what Like, the credit card about. codes or something. And then with that, he can, like, uh, at the bank, get all of what they earned out. Mm-hmm. Is that, am I correct? That's what he's trying to do? Yeah. I don't know okay. how that works. I was gonna say, is that a real thing, or did they this, did this movie make it up? I'm gonna assume it's real, yeah. uh, unless Paul Blart invented a money system that doesn't exist, which like respect, I guess. Uh, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I find it really funny that like when the uh, bad guys like break in, they break in when the mall is still open. So I don't know why they had to break in, but. Yeah. And when they try to break in, the one security guard working the door just runs away. <laughs> uh, and these guys like don't even have like actual weapons. Like they just like yeah. spook. They're like boo, and he like runs away. Uh, well, which in okay. Funny. Yeah. One thing. So like, I. So. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if it's just, like, the world that we live in now. I find it, like, really shocking that in, like, a children's film, like, there's such, like, a graphic, like, robbery scene where they show, like, actual guns and, like, hostage situations. And I feel like this movie made me, like, extremely anxious as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean, they, mean, like, the uh, the main guy, like, he threatens to, like, kill his daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's, 
it's definitely not to say like gun violence and stuff didn't happen before like the 2010s but just it wasn't aware of it right now <laughs> yeah i think i and it wasn't i mean i think we can at least agree it wasn't as common as it was yeah. in like the 2010s and also like the social media of it all i think is a big factor too but you know, this this is just what the 2000s were like. I think we forget about that because on this podcast we don't cover a lot of movies like that. But mm-hmm. uh, there's like pre 9/11 movies were like all about that stuff, and then like a little bit post 9/11 they stopped. But then there was like the wave of like we need to win, we need to show them that they can't censor us. We can do whatever we want in movies because that's how mm-hmm. we win. And so, like, they would just, like, throw the most, like, egregious shit in, like, movies like Paul Blart for that very reason. I agree. It's really silly in this movie. Uh, the Like, the links they go to to show, like, how, like, I don't know, how serious these guys are when they have, like, the dumbest plan of all time. Um, yeah. Uh, the main bad guy, he's pretty bad in this. Uh, the actor, like, he, he's pretty bad. He's yeah. not really intimidating. He's not really funny. He looks he's really familiar. Crazy. I definitely recognize him from something. I I did not look at what he's been in, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I mean, not that he's you can look particularly... a lot. Yeah? Kind of. Not yeah, really. I was gonna say, like, not that you can, like, particularly be good in Paul Blart, but... Uh-huh. He's not because he's not like terrible. He's just like kind of like not great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I <laughs> although I will say having goons is like very millennial. Like just a group of goons doing a job with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like the idea of the main character crawling through the vents that's very millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is Zillennial? Uh, Guitar Hero is Zillennial. Um, I think it's Rock Band because he's oh, rock singing. Band. Right, okay, my bad. Yeah, um, yeah. My point remains, um, though, both those games. Okay, speaking of the Rock Band scene, for having, like, the worst fucking soundtrack I've ever like ever heard in my life it's because you um is it because you don't like like 80s rock um like i love like 80s music but you know this is like a specific genre of like 80s um right that is just like I don't know. Like, it's, like, for the dads, you know? Yeah, I was gonna say, it's, like, very, like, 80s dad rock. Like, very Applebee's yeah. music. Like, music that you would hear in an Applebee's. Yeah. Um, uh, like, the, you know those, like, um, electronic um, jukebox things that you can find at, like, mm-hmm. a David Buster's or something? Like, this is the type of yes, shit that you... Yes, I have like, the, uh, I have the app on my phone. And I could just play music in my local Buffalo Wild Wings, like, from my house. Exactly. Like, bullshit like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, and I feel like, again, though, like, this movie is, like, I don't know what it is with, like, people, like, that are around, like, Kevin James and Adam Sandler's age. And, like, 
I mean, I guess other than the fact that they just, like, grew up with that music. But, like, it's not going to be 80s, like, they were just playing 60 songs in their movies, and then the early 2000s, they weren't just, you know what I mean? Like, movies evolved, you yeah. know, with the time. And it feels like ever since, like, the 2000s, we've just been stuck on, like, 80s music. Like, more so than any other, like, time period. You know what I mean? Part of me kind of blames Glee um, for a yeah. journey. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. the most iconic, um, like, moment in the Glee, like, pilot. And, like, I feel like the most, like, popular Glee cover of a song was um, mm-hmm. Don't Stop Believing. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that kind of, uh, you know. Well, I think... You know what's great about Glee is that even if you stopped watching after a while, which I did, yeah. uh, but is that like the whatever they did that week would go viral, like, mm-hmm. like in some way, like on YouTube or Twitter or whatever, you know. So you didn't even really have to like fully like watch the show beginning to end to like appreciate or even not appreciate. <laughs> whatever musical number they're doing because you would always like see it in clip form um you know also like the music would like chart like oh yeah um, yeah covers yeah especially um i remember when they did rocky horror they uh yeah they really set that off yeah Mm um yeah it's uh i mean yeah glee i mean i mean we could this is what I was, I mean, this is what we've talked about before when it comes to, like, We should TV cover the shows. Glee concert movie. <laughs> God, I, I don't know if I have the strength to do that, but the, the Glee is undeniably very zillennial. Like, <clears throat> it's just super, like, when I think of, like, shows that were on when I was, like, in seventh grade, mm-hmm. Glee's pretty far up there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, you're not wrong about that glee kind of kicking off like the resurgence of 80s music and all that jazz but i i also think a big part of it is just the fact that like i mean every happy madison production is like that though you know what i mean like grown-ups like um yeah I, i'm i'm blanking on other stuff but like every adam salmon movie has this kind of soundtrack you know yeah like I genuinely think it's like a clause in their contract that they won't like so work. They have anybody. to do awful '80s music. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I mean, how else would you explain it other than the fact that they just like, I guess, like it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I'm trying to think because I feel like this movie is so like broad strokes of things that you expect that it's hard to talk about the specifics because like. The specifics are just, like, nothing. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. (laughs) This movie can be explained in ten seconds. And you probably wouldn't miss anything. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Um... It's very funny, like... I don't know. Like, I, I think... It's very strange, the tendency to, like... Which I think it's really interesting what you said about, like, post-9-11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept of, like, 
like one man can make a difference you know what I mean (laughs) yeah it just kind of gives like (laughs) I don't know it gives like the vibe of like Mark Wahlberg being like if I was on the plane during 9-11 things would have gone differently yeah like Paul Paul is that guy like he (laughs) maybe that's a reach but like no, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, I think that, you know, without like, getting too dark about it, like, I do think post 9-11 culture definitely, like, almost, they completely ate up the idea of, like, guy yeah. just being in a situation and saving the day, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, that's um, that was the thing yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Like, that's not new, so to speak, but it became mm-hmm. even more prevalent yeah. after fact and you know again not to get too dark uh very much the uh good guy with the gun theory i'll leave it at that yeah um but i guess that's the reason why this movie appeals to all no matter what your beliefs and values are (laughs) yeah 100 percent. like Well, this also came out, like, again, in 2009, where I feel like shit was just so, like, I mean, maybe we were just children, but, like, I mm. I can't say, I don't know, like, I think culturally things were just kind of, like, chill back then, and not because mm-hmm. things were actually chill in the world, but just because social media hadn't really popped off, you know what I mean, like, yeah. the same way it is now, obviously, and... You'd kind of, like, read a newspaper, or, like, watch the news, or, like, go on Facebook to, like, learn something. You wouldn't, like, get notifications about anything. Yeah. Um, so I feel like just society mm-hmm. as a whole was, like, just very, like, baby brain at this point. So we were ready to open up a movie like Paul Blart, Small Cop, with, like, accept it with, like, open arms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, who's more of an American hero than him? Like, he's a guy who just, he his entire characteristic is, from the start is that he's a good, honest guy who will, you know, take a lot of shit from people just for the sake of no conflict, you know? And he cares about his friends, he cares about his family, and he cares about his community. Like, this is, like, the ideal, like, suburban guy you know (laughs) like he he really is so like i don't know there's something if i had to compliment this movie genuinely i think a reason why it pops off is because i think kevin james has a general likability to his like performances Mm -hmm. and he plays this like very earnestly which i have to admire at least you know like there's something about it where, like, even he, even though he is the butt of, like, almost every joke in the movie, yeah, Kevin James plays it, like, very sincerely. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that this mm-hmm. guy has, like, a heart of gold, and he completely, like, commits to that performance, you know? I mean, he co-wrote it. Oh, did he? Yeah. I did not know that, but that checks out. Um, yeah. I can only imagine this being just, like, a passion project for him. Like, yeah. just... The movie he spent a lifetime trying to make. Yeah. Um, Bobby Cannavale check. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
use super's money. <laughs> uh, he, I, he's always good in Italian. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's a. I, I liked when he popped up because I was like, oh, we're we're adding like talent, talent here. Yeah. Uh, not to say he does a lot with the material because I mean, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. But uh, it's kind of it's nice to see him in a movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, although that that's another very zillennial trope is like the dirty cop trope, like the yeah. guy. Yeah, that was a some... weird twist. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, what? So you're telling me that this FBI agent is in cahoots with uh, uh, whatever you want to call this other guy, like the main baddie. Mm-hmm. Like, how much yeah. money does? I mean, I guess if you're persuaded over like a million dollars. But I don't know. It was just like, it was silly. It felt like a very last minute kind of reveal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, it's oh it's just like very, it's very zillennial. Like, it, it really is. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, the uh, concept of, uh, I for, almost forgot this part. Like having to like eat something off the floor for whatever reason is very zillennial. Yeah. Um, which like, I mean, it's super gross in this movie, but because he has to eat the uh, it's a lollipop, right? Something like that. He has to like eat a lollipop off the floor with like a whole bunch of shit on it because because uh, he passes out. Yeah, due to his like low blood sugar. Yeah. Uh, which they established like several times in the movie. <laughs> um, like I uh, feel like if that was used like twice or like three times, mm-hmm. then like I don't know. You know, they yeah, use it like is. at least once every fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, especially because like um, yeah, I mean they they. Even when they're not, like, using it, they have to, like, remind the audience every five seconds. Like, when he's, like, about to leave the house, his mom or his daughter is always, like, did you take your, did you take your medicine? Did you do this? Yeah. You know, and uh, so, you know, like, anyone with, like, a brain, like, knows what it's building up to. Uh, For that to be the big heroic moment where he has to revive himself via eating sugar. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think you're. I think you're onto something when you say that this movie defies ratings. Because I, do I think this is a good movie? No. <laughs> but like, when you watch it, you're just thinking, "Oh my god, I'm watching Paul Blart Mall Cop right now." And yeah. I, I, I can't say I was like bored watching it. Yeah. You know, so to speak. I um. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like hate it. I think it's fine. I think it's inoffensive for the most part. Uh, nothing like completely annoying about it, but mm. it is certainly lazy. And I think it does represent a lot of like, I don't know. On the pod, we talked about like a lot of really good like 2000 studio comedies, like Jump Street, I Love You Man, like all these really great movies. Mm. And. What and how they like kind of represent the best of like what comedy can be in the 2010s and 2020s mm. or 2000s, and this movie just kind of represents like not the worst ever, I would say, but just how like 
how we all accepted like mid content. Yeah, I was gonna say lazy, but like there is kind of something mildly endearing about like how Applebee's pilled this movie is. In the sense that it's so like appropriately American. Mm-hmm. And just like you would almost be mistaken to like believe that like a British person made this movie. Because it feels like a movie of which someone from the outside thinks America is. Yeah. Like, just completely consumer-driven. This is what an American acts like. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels almost like an outsider perspective. Like a parody of America. Yeah, almost. And honestly, if it was, it would be a brilliant parody. (laughs) This is honestly just, like, what like the tri-state area is like i have a um i have like a letterbox list called like long island cinema and i almost want to add this to it because it's just like so tri-state area that like Mm -hmm. i don't even know yeah it really is it it (laughs) it's just it's so vibey though like there's just something about it that's like it's not, I mean, again, it's not good. I'm not defending Paul Blart Mall Cop. But I also, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't trade it for the world. You know what I mean? Like, the impact this movie had on culture, it's going to be studied for a while. It, it, this is a movie, yeah. it, it defined people. Like, this movie, <laughs> it may have changed lives, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Maybe for worse. Who knows? well um and i don't know i is there anything we didn't cover i mean i guess i don't know there's nothing about this that's like unexpected like he gets the girl he stops the bad guy um i think the idea of like accidentally defeating most of your ops is very zillennial you know what i mean like he never like deliberately actually hurts anyone other than like maybe one or two people like the only reason he gets he, up like the first... falls out of the ceiling and like knocks over a woman. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, like I don't know, like that scene is like so goofy. Like the yeah. way he, not only like when he falls out of the ceiling, but like his like tummy rumbling, like when he's up <laughs> in the bed. and I'm like, this is so fucking. It's so dated. It's so stupid. But again, this is like the peak of comedy in 2009. You know, you gotta look at it in the context yeah. of like what was on TV and stuff at, in 2009, like Tosh.0 and bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, modern family, which I like, but you get the point. Like, this is where comedy was at at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this movie is completely fine in the sense that it's comforting and it's weirdly watchable, but it is very lazy and I think it is very obviously stupid. And yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, but it is kind of fun to rewatch it. And it's also what yeah. exactly 90 minutes, I believe. Yeah. It's like 91 minutes or 92 or something. It, it was really nice to just kind of have a quick little, you know, movie after even like sometimes like an hour 50 can feel like a bit much if you're watching a bad movie, but this movie at least knows exactly where to end, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, forget that the how like the uh the villains don't really come into the halfway point of this movie. Like I kind of remember the uh, bad guys getting there immediately. Yeah, it's definitely like a kind of late reveal, but also like the movie's so short that like yeah, it didn't even matter. Yeah, you know. Um, no, I agree. I just forgot because I I thought it happened like right away. But uh, I forgot that they have to like spend time developing or like the like imagine like them trying to like trick the audience about the reveal, mm-hmm. and they're like hitting like they're like hinting at it throughout, and just no one buys it. Um, but I so but yeah I forgot that they had to like build up to the idea that the uh, turn of the rookie is in any way mm-hmm. significant or <laughs> shocking. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think Kevin James is a solid contender for best actor at the uh, Zillennial Canon uh, Awards this year. The People's Choice, yeah. if you will. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, there's some fun stuff. There's some silly stuff. But for talking Larry, not for this. I... <laughs> for the Fellows, is it gay to award? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Is it is it gay to marry your homie? <laughs> that's <laughs> literally Chuck and Larry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Any final thoughts on Paul Blart? I guess. Um, a cab. Yes. <laughs> he. I mean, he really does. He he turns down the badge though. You have to respect it. Yeah, I guess. Good for him. Um, I good for Paul. Sure. Um, sure. my only takeaway from this movie, other than the fact that it's kind of lazy, kind of dumb, is yeah. uh, actually, do I even have a takeaway? I don't know. I think it's I like I said earlier. I think it's an interesting time capsule of a movie. It really is. It, it kind of embodies 2009 culture. And comedy. This is like I funny the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, like... uh we bought a mic, <laughs> sent us a meme um about Paul Blart Mall Cop, and there is actually um an I funny like tag on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, this movie is very uh, I funny. Like in two thousand nine is definitely the year that I started like I don't know. Like, I remember, like, being in, like, the boys' locker room when I was a kid. And, like, we were just, like, as you were, like, changing into, like, your gym clothes, we were showing each other, like, stupid-ass mm-hmm. shit from iFunny. Just, like, swiping, yeah. swiping, swiping, you know? Um, yeah. So this movie is... It, that's the vibe of this movie. And mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, there's there's a place for that in society. So. Yeah. You know what, Paul Bart, you'll always have a home here. In my heart. In my heart. In my letterbox feed. Yeah. Hell yeah, Paul Bart. Yeah. Hell yeah, sir. Um, and on that note, I don't know. Is that it or do you have any more notes? 
I have no more notes. <laughs> it's a pretty cut and dry movie. There's not a lot to say about it. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, he falls down. He gets back up again. Yeah, he gets knocked down. He gets up again. He eats bar food. He eats pie. He loves he his mom. Poppers. He loves his daughter. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's an you know all American he guy. Hmm. You know uh, the meme that is like Reba, where it's like a single mom who works two jobs. <laughs> and really kids is. And never stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Paul Blart, right? You're With not gentle wrong. hands and <laughs> yeah, Basu. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's Paul. He's he's a he's a survivor. He truly is. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, what? That's it, right? I think. That's a. That's yes. all I have. Oh, I got you. Um, well, if you guys want, if you're, whenever you're done uh, watching Paul Blard or going to your local mall, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. And uh, my other podcast, Grossly Okay, which I host with Joey. And uh, yeah, I guess keep on blarding. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Uh... Follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. You can follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon. On Instagram at The Zillennial Canon. Give us some ratings, some reviews, and we actually have a brand new phone number if you ever want to send us a voicemail. Um, and that is pinned on our Twitter. Hell yeah. Yeah, let us know. When you think of, like, mall food and, like, all, like when you think of a mall, what are a the stores that you have to have, and b what is your favorite mall food? I want to hear about that. Hold up, people. There, there's no food court in this mall. None. They don't show a food court. Yeah, they only allude to like what is it, Orange Julius or wherever they tell him to go. Something like that. Because yeah. he's okay. That's very quickly before we wrap it up completely but like that's another very like zillennial thing is like a phone getting taken away and like re-gifted to somebody and so like what okay so like he gets the phone from the guy who runs the the phone stand and it's his daughter's Mm -hmm. phone because she's on like uh what she's grounded so her boyfriend is calling and then he like says like to go to like Orange Julius at the mall, like and ask for like whatever the guy's name is. He's like, he'll hook you up. He's my buddy. Yeah. Like, but otherwise, yeah, you don't oh. see a food court. Uh, that was the only so. mention. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only mention of food, which is like weird because like, yeah, dude, it's I don't know. You would think there'd be more. Um, but yeah, anyways, let us know. I want to know what your favorite food is to get at the mall and your favorite stores yeah. to go to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we'll be back next week with what? We don't know. But we'll be back. Yeah. We'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So until next time, I guess, keep uh, keep guarding your mall and... Uh, protecting your family and friends. Protect and serve them all. (laughs) 
Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>